0: Battle Born Injury Lawyers presents The Big Five at Five, number
1: five. All right, here we go. Five o'clock hour. Damon is in for Ari this week. It's Cofield. Willie is the company. uh, We were just mentioning best pizza styles. It was a poll question that was out over the weekend. It's Big Willie style. Poll question. We had New York style, Detroit pan, Chicago deep dish, and then other... You, know, you can name your own there, and I just sent out a bunch of different options as well, so uh, we can explore that throughout this hour. At number five today for the Big Five, list, 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 list. We love lists. That's what sports radio is all about. If you don't do list, you're lazy. <laughs> you're lazy. Or you're just not creative enough to come up with anything, or just steal other people's stuff, which is what we do all the time. The summer is coming up. And you know, I talk about dealing with the heat. People ask me from outside of Vegas, they're like, oh my God, you know, it's so hot there. And I'm like, ah, you know what? Yes, you get, you live here, your blood thins out, you get used to it. You know, 105, nothing. You know, 111, okay, it's pushing it. But I tell you, on Friday, I don't know, I went out for a little bit and I was like, "Whoo, it's freaking hot. So what do you do, Willie, when it's hot out, when it's like 115 here? Binge watch. You close the shades, you turn down the A.C., you stay inside, and like you just said, you binge watch. So you found a list. I don't even know. I'm surprised you sent this list today. Why? Because I don't feel like... Have you watched a lot of these HBO shows? These were the no, most binge-worthy do. HBO shows. And as I was going through it and doing my own rankings of their list, I'm like, I don't think Willie's seen most of these. I haven't.
2: So, but But the thing was, I haven't seen most of them, but... I have my own
1: to nick some of these out. Okay. Well, let's, the list real quickly uh, had, and this is actually my order of this list. binge shows from HBO, right? This is, you know, one of the places you can go watch stuff all summer long, bang it out over the course of a probably a month, three weeks, whatever, if you're a lunatic. Uh, the Wire, Sopranos, Boardwalk Empire, Curb Your Enthusiasm, Eastbound and Down, Six Feet Unders Old, Band of Brothers I've Never Seen, White Lotus, Westworld, and Entourage. I've seen all of those except for... Band of brothers, and I put Entourage at the bottom of the list. And you, you know what that is that's recency bias. Because for some reason, the other day I saw the Entourage movie on and I watched the whole thing. What a piece of crap that was! It was just an hour and 40 minute Entourage episode, and it wasn't even good. And I was like, Man, did I hate Piven and Ari this much when I watched Entourage the show? No. He, his character, no. sucked.
2: Yeah, they it was like
1: said. aggro Ari.
2: Yeah, no,
1: not. The Ari, Ari Gold.
2: Right. So, how many of these have you seen? I have seen The Wire, Sopranos, Eastbound and Down, and Entourage.
1: You've never seen Boardwalk Empire? Started. That's right up your alley. Couldn't roll through you it. You couldn't before. roll. You are very picky at the it beginning is. of the day. Like you don't, It's you tough. Don't want, you ADHD. won't give it four episodes.
2: ADHD. But, but it, the thing is, is once... like. I've tried these things on my own just 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 rolling through at different times but mm-hmm. the more I've gotten into sitting down taking the time patience and uh as I always bring up fasted cardio I that's when I've tried to watch shows like I never watched the, I could never get into the office I thought it was the stupidest thing when you'd watch a scene and all of a sudden they were inter- they looked like they were interviewing the character thought it was the dumbest show It was
1: like a mockumentary then, basically. Yeah.
2: then it was a con- then it was like then everyone was convincing me, led by Adam Hill. So I just did it during fast uh, cardio, and I was able to well, bang out three episodes during.
1: You see, you, but you see what happens, right? Yeah. So guys like Adam and others who talk so much about a show, yeah. they ruin it because right. they they overdo it, and there's a natural pushback.
2: Right. Well, that could be. But so let me ask you this: it's, I like The Office. I'm Before. not saying
1: it's bad, but they're they're like. Some of these guys, they go crazy. It took crazy me about it. To watch it's The
2: Wire, and, the, and now I, now I mean, I, I freaking watch love The Wire.
1: That's why I had The Wire ahead of the Sopranos. You want but, to punch me in the face? No. Okay.
2: Because no. he loves The Sopranos.
1: Like he freaking now listens about, to the podcasts. What about
2: this spinoff? That's sort of not a spinoff from The Wire, but it's now it's the Baltimore. Hey, we talked about that on Friday. Yeah. I haven't
1: had a chance to watch it. yet. I gotta
2: check it out. Now is it, because the list that I sent over it says. The the, the the article was the 10 best HBO shows. Can we limit it to that? Do we have yes. to limit it No, we're not have time.
1: It's Big Five. We can't do, what are we going to do, every channel? Come on.
2: No, I'm just saying the we'll do, top do we'll, we'll,
1: we'll do it throughout. The, we can do this throughout the summer.
2: HBO. Okay.
1: So I, HBO. Have, HBO. I have eight. Give me some HBO shows that, that, that weren't on the list.
2: That weren't on the list. Yeah. Euphoria. Euphoria is good. Winning Time.
1: Wow. Okay. Wow.
2: Righteous Gemstones.
1: Okay. Uh, that is badass.
2: Vice <laughs> Principles.
1: I, you just watch Vice Principals; it's magical. I'm almost done with it. Yeah. So there, so
2: so there, I have eight okay. because I I'm not going to include the so. Okay, now I will say this: if I were so, let me round it off with ten with the two that I would be willing to go into because of you and Adam. That would be Boardwalk Empire and Curb Your Enthusiasm. So that would okay. round up my ten to watch because I've never seen those two, but those are the two out of those that I've heard of list. You know, listened to people talk about.
1: I'll give you a few. Deadwood, I think, is a top three. Deadwood was amazing, and they just stopped. Okay. I think they just stopped after three. Big Love was awesome. Oh,
2: um, Big Love was I'm good. not a True
1: Blood that. person, but I, you know, I, I got the SO would watch True Blood. It's yeah. it's pretty cool. Silicon Valley, I think, is really funny. Larry Sanders shows, you know, goes way back to the beginning. Um, Oz is great. The Prison Show, Oz. I'll have to watch. That. What? Seven. There's so many people on that show. Then spun off to all these other stuff. Anyway, um, and Insecure. Insecure is very good. Right, number four four. World Series of Pokers here. Did yeah. you see this story <laughs> by our buddy Dave Shane about Daniel Negreanu getting threatened by some idiot yeah. who claims that Negreanu has a second family in Lake Havasu? And Negrano went public with it. He's like, what is going on here? So he's never even been there. never been there. There's no freaking side piece in family. And he he says he has a really good idea. What did the guy wanted a million dollars, right? Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah, he, he reported him to the FBI, so good luck, fella.
2: Yeah, he said that based off the the information that was given and how is he he he's narrowed it down to where he thinks he knows who he is, but they and they're just working with it. Um the caller also said that Bill Helmuth, one of Negrano's rivals, is involved and will pay him to expose Negrano's alleged transgression to the public.
1: This guy this guy said that Helm was involved. Yeah. Like, that's not official. Like, that's not right, real. right, right, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. in the allegation. Right, it's in the allegation. It's, of of yeah. it's part of the scam. It's part
2: of the scam. Hellmuth didn't respond Jesus. at the time, um, but Negranu said in the story that had no impact other than, you're talking about Hellmuth, that had no impact other than <laughs> clearly he's lying now. We already know that he was lying because we know none of this stuff is true, but then him throwing that in there added to this fabricated story. Excuse me.
1: All right, he's losing. He's getting emotional over Negrano. (laughs) Over Negrano. Top three. Number three. Were you sad over the weekend? Gerard Gallant, the Rangers out on Saturday. I was sad because I actually tried to roll the dice. Mm. One nothing, the Rangers are down. I'm like, it's six, six minutes left, Willie. Life's on the line. I'm going in game. Right? The square chair. I make these brilliant bets. I'm going in game. I got plus 850. Let's go. Rangers, come back. Last legs, right? Within two minutes after I bet, plus 850. Goal. Goal. I swear to God, I looked down. I was actually at a, a nice party, right? Was a, as they call it, Cajun Fest, which I, I got I to send out some pictures later. Um, I finished a second bowl of gumbo, then two ribs, then some shrimp, then some catfish. Was this at someone's house or a public? Pl- it was at someone's house, but anyway, I I, uh, I I looked down, I ate something, I took a swig, and I look up. Lightning scored. I'm like, son of a. And it was a contested goal, but then in super slow mo, you see. There's Stamkos, I think, right?
0: Stamkos scored both So goals,
1: so yeah. so the uh, you know rebound pops up, and it looked like he freaking kicked it in. Mm. Nope. Puck comes up in the air. Boop. Knocks it in. There goes my in game. Brilliant bets. Come on, Turk. I could have won some money. Yeah. Did you feel bad for Glenn or did he do it to himself?
2: Well, I, you know, Dave Shane, who just mentioned, who wrote the story on the ground, who pointed it out last week in terms of, you know, being out coached. He sticks to his guns. He doesn't change his style. He's good. It's, you know, you're going to stick to it. And this is what we're going to do. Get used to it and just. Just you know, it'll if as long as we keep playing our game, it has to work. Well, it didn't because it didn't in the Stanley Cup final because Barry Trotz adjusted and was able to slow the Golden Knights' sort of speedy attack on the rush, clogging that neutral zone, slowing them up, not allowing them to get in on rushes. And we saw the Lightning play a little bit heavy, match New York's physical style, and use their speed. And Vasilevsky stepped up. I mentioned it earlier in the show, His uh the last four games of that series, his goals against average, well below two, save percentage, 955. I mean, he's been lights out. He's been lights out since the Maple Leafs took a 3-2 lead. So um I believe in those last four, since, you know, when when the Rangers went up 2-0, I believe Gerard Gallant got outcoached, yes, by John Cooper.
1: All right, what are we doing with this series? What are we doing with the Avs? I'm taking the Lightning. Lightning. Abs are 170, Lightning are 150 back. You could have got the Lightning at a, actually a decent future price, you know, when their series wasn't over, of course. Mm-hmm.
2: So what are we doing here? I'm taking the Lightning. They're the two-time defending champs. Um and I think you have the edge in goaltending, and I think when you have the edge in goaltending in the Stanley Cup final, um we heard Dave Koken earlier say, "Yes, there's no team faster than Colorado, but you know, when you play a heavy brand of hockey and they, and Tampa Bay has some big bodies and you can slow things down and make things difficult. I mean, I'm not saying that they're going to negate what Nathan McKinnon does, but the same way that they were able to somewhat neutralize Connor McDavid, Tampa Bay has the talent and the experience from the last two years in winning the Stanley Cup to counter what the Avs present. And ultimately, they're going to be firing away at the world's best goaltender. Now, I will say this and throw this out there before everybody says, oh, but Vasilevsky sucks against the Avalanche. He's had a rough go. And the Avalanche swept the season series. One game was in October, one game was in February. But you're playing against the Western Conference twice in an 82-game season, spread out from October to February. Now you're going to play them every single day. You don't think that that familiarity for a goaltender like that, world-class goaltender, who right now has, carries the label as the world's number one goaltender, he's going to get used to it. He's going to he's going to figure out their nuances, and he is going to have. This is a different. It's different when you play in a series, four straight games, than when you play twice over the course of the season.
1: Wow, unbelievable! You give me the light. Unbelievable! What are you doing?
2: Okay, what are we doing, hockey expert?
1: Yeah, that's my pick too. I just <laughs> made you—you you, you have the same pick as me. I'm taking <laughs> the lighting. a lot, of, and it's a lot of the same reasons, right? Yeah, the better goalie. Yeah, I think they can keep up with the Avs in terms of scoring. And you know the other thing—they have a coaching advantage. Yes, this is do. no joke, right? No. I mean, Cooper they've won two in a row. It's no joke.
2: Cooper might be the best coach in the in the NHL.
1: Hmm. And, and I'm getting plus money.
2: Right, <laughs> with the two-time defending champs.
1: This is perfect audio to mark down when it's a four nothing sweep. We can play this next week. <laughs> we 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 could get we could get destroyed on this we'll one. We'll
2: that audio for promo. Number two.
1: Market Vass Sound Crew. Uh, I saw a great tweet last week, and I was like, man, if this happens, that would be so freaking cool. But it's it's also one of the reasons why that LeBron. I want an NBA team, and I want my team in Vegas. Uh, D-Dan Thomas, Jr. Right? Yep. We're all familiar with Senior is a stud prospect here in town. And he simply tweeted out, I want to play for that team you own in Las Vegas. He tweeted at King James. Yeah. How neat will that be when, you know, maybe it's seven years from now, eight years from now, we get a former Vegas prospect, high school basketball prospect who goes on to play college somewhere and then lands with the LeBrons? The Las Vegas LeBrons. Let's not even mess around. D-Don
2: Thomas. Best branding. With Bronnie James and Julian Strother. Charlie would be cool. Charlie we'll see. We'll see about
1: Bronny. It's interesting on Bronny. We'll, we'll see. We'll see what kind of. You don't think that
2: Bronny's gonna play for his dad?
1: Uh, he... I don't know if that's how basketball works. You don't just get to play for whoever you want. I mean, you think Lamelo? You think my guy Lamelo? Uh,
2: well, I mean, the guy's basically. You think he said wants to play he, in he, freaking he, Charlotte? He said. You he, think he,
1: my second dad wants Lamelo? It's working out so far. He's got a serial kind of with with Hulu. I, I had this. You conversation. think he wants to play in Charlotte? Bron- Bronny doesn't get to go wherever he wants. Now LeBron can go wherever he wants, so that could be interesting.
2: Right, but but what I'm saying is, it's just like he's he was saying that how I I am not going to retire. I want to be able to play with my son. That right, but state- we're talking about guys who could play for Vegas. So is LeBron going to be owner player? No, but what I'm saying is that if he owns the team, he's gonna he could vie for his. Would not that be awesome play-
1: if Bronny goes into the NBA? He plays four years. He averages like four points a game. He's an eighth man on some team. And LeBron's like, all right, let's go. Four years, $140 million." Would Everyone's you rather, like, what are you doing? You, I know you want to son on the team, but why did you, you just overpaid him by $132 million?
2: Would you rather have LeBron James owning a team in Vegas with his son on it, or would you like to see his son on a team that beats Vegas for the championship? That's
1: I. That's a conundrum, man. I don't even know what just happened. I don't even know what you're suggesting. <laughs> Can I go home and think about this like the Cooper Cup Hunter Renfro catch prop? Well, we're not betting on that's too deep, James. man. We're not betting. Yeah. Well, we can't I, bet I, on I high school guys. Right. This was another. conversation. I retract everything because I had a whole betting line set up here yeah. with uh, D Dan Thomas. No, I'm kidding. I just made we, up. Uh, We're not. We're not going to. We're not betting on this. Was another
2: fantastic uh, conversation over breakfast yesterday with mom and stepdad about LeBron bringing a team because I told them I said I could. If, if that happens, I can't wait to cover that team. That's going to be fun. Just because of the fact that it's LeBron. See, I mean, mean, for him to say, I want... When he said, if you watch the video and watch his face and his face light up in his eyes and know from my time covering the Olympic squad, from my time covering NBA Summer League, LeBron James loves this town. And I'm not talking about, like, let's go to Las Vegas and party. He just loves and appreciates Las Vegas. And you know what he appreciates? basketball in Las Vegas, because I've seen him at AAU games. I've seen him come support the NBA Summer League. I've seen him come support the Las Vegas Aces. He wants a professional franchise here in the NBA for a reason. And when his face lit up, you could tell that would be a fun franchise to cover.
1: You know, because we're a good sports radio show. We're always looking for new features and lists, right? Because we're not lazy. We're creative. Right. Maybe on your first show of the week, especially if it's on Mondays, maybe we need to come in with, like, Willie's Mom's Hot Takes, you talk a lot of sports with her. Yeah. Well, and other stuff. I want to hear about the other stuff. They, <laughs> no. Can you tell? Can you can you like run the pizza take by her next week? Yeah, sure. We can. And just say something. Say, like, just say Cofield, who I do the show with, said like, something really stupid. I just want to hear her destroy me. <laughs> <laughs> but St. Louis should, Pizza's should, number wait, one. Wait, Cofield should, loves it. It's I got re- provolone cheese and some crap sauce. He loves it. And your mom's like, Get away from that idiot! Should I record it and then you will run audio? <laughs> yes, we're gonna we're gonna run secret audio of your dad. Okay, let's not do that. Let's not get in trouble. Number one. All right. So, what do you think of my bet earlier? What do you think of my bet earlier? We got Warriors and the Celtics game five in San Fran. I don't like Draymond Green. I think he's a horse's ass, but I recognize he's a good player and he's key for them. Not a great player, and he never has been. He's not the freaking linchpin to their championships as he walks around with his chest puffed out. About. But they need him to be solid, Draymond, not freaking running around with the high dribble and then weird handoffs. And So my bet earlier, points, rebounds, assist. Over under 21 and a half. I think Draymond plays his normal minutes, I think he plays good defense. I think he makes a couple of shots, makes some great passes, and posts some decent numbers. But it's because he's back home, and Boston was really, you know, as we said, they might get under his skin, and the Boston crowd did. What, so Am I overplaying this? Is Draymond going to be a freaking nightmare? And it's Points, rebounds, and, it, and assists? 21 and a half. And then or does Looney take his minutes? No.
2: I like it over oh, because boy. I like the over in the game. I like Boston in the first half. I like the Warriors in the third quarter. I saw that tweet earlier. Did you see that tweet earlier? Getting tons of tickets. Hmm. I think it's like Boston minus. I can't even remember now. I'll have to look. They're it gonna
1: up. They're going to come out strong in the wait, well,
2: what? They, like because the, they own the third quarter. So they're so. Mm. Uh, so our buddy David Purdom from from ESPN, he he tweeted out that there's a ton of ton of tickets on the Warriors third quarter. That trend is just heating up. But I can see Boston coming out fired away. Game five. Right. This has been in a sense a road series even though each has won they've split at their home. But they've really made statements on the road and I think Boston has to in the first half. So I wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me if they come out in the first half. Golden State matches the intensity in the third quarter and we have an unbelievable fourth quarter. I like the total to go over. And I like that play. I like it because I think all oh, I think everybody's got to step up tonight. I don't care who you are. You got to step up. And especially the guys that haven't been playing up to their averages leading into the NBA finals. And that includes Draymond Green.
1: This is a big week here in Las Vegas, Southern Nevada Sports Hall of Fame induction week. Friday, we're out there live show. There is the Dollar Loan Center in Henderson. We're going to talk to a bunch of Hall of Famers who are already in. Right? Some of the great guys, great women who built this town from a sports standpoint. So we're about 10 minutes away from former Raider and Las Vegas local and Southern Nevada Sports Hall of Famer Frank Hawkins. It takes a lot of mental fortitude to stay hungry. and want more and more after so much success and Steph is the embodiment of that the man is never satisfied he just continues to mesmerize the world with his talent and we got to be even more focused on the details because uh obviously you know Steph Curry is a hell of a player do you think with his teammates Jalen Brown was the second voice on that Clay Thompson the first you think with his teammate, Jalen Brown is a little more boisterous? Boy, that's a whispery style. I don't, I, know, how, I don't know how people do that.
2: I've interviewed Jalen Brown. Yeah. For his uh, rookie year for my enterprising project I do every summer at the Summer League.
1: What was he like? He was cool. Low key. Could you tell at the time? You're like, man, this kid's really young. And Because a lot of people ripped the Celtics when they took him. They're like, what? No, I thought that pick, there, huh? there
2: was something there was something about him that you could tell. I mean, I don't. I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, yeah, I knew that he was going to help lead the Celtics to the, but, you know, I i mean, you could tell he there was something special about him. I, but I don't think that, I don't think he was, I don't think at that time, I wasn't on board with anyone who said he was going to be a bust.
1: That third pick overall. Remember when Cal actually used to get basketball players? Sure. What the hell has happened there? It's dropped off a little bit.
2: I remember when they got a kid named Jason Kidd that was originally supposed to become a UNLV. I know that.
1: Mm-hmm. Remember how Cal used to recruit? <laughs> that was an era. That was an era. Lou Campanelli. When, when schools decide, when, when Power Five schools decide that they want to play basketball with the big boys, then they can play with the big boys. You just got to use, as what do we always say, Willie? In air quotes, your resources.
2: Mm. A lot of resources now. Well, now, now you can do it above board if,
1: if if you have your act together. Yeah. yeah, we'll see if Cal ever does it again. Hmm. Cal and Stanford should always be good at basketball. There's no reason. I don't know about you, but if uh, if I could have gone, if I was smart enough to go to either school and uh, could afford it, I need a lot of scholarships. I would I would go to those schools. Which one? Probably probably Cal. I I don't. Nothing against Stanford people who might be listening, but I feel like that's a little different crowd than my background.
2: Yeah. I probably The highfalutin group. If I would have went to Cal, well,
1: Uh-oh. it would have just been very hazy. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> Berkeley? Bert, sure. You would have got caught up in the Berkeley culture? Sure. Absolutely. All right. Why not? Southern Nevada Sports Hall of Fame. The big gala is coming up on Friday. We're going to talk to Frank Hawkins in just a couple minutes, one of the real hometown heroes who uh, was you know, part of that you know, first three or four years of uh, classes. And he's got a great story. What a legacy around town, right, Willie? I mean, tremendous stuff. Uh, great charities that you can get in uh, involved with with the silent auction. Again, we'll send out the address. I can read it to you, but I don't think you're going to remember. Uh, E.givesmart.com slash events slash R30 slash I slash. You got it? We'll send it out, and it really is for great causes. Uh, Most of the contributions are going to be going to the Public Education Foundation. On Friday, they announced seven winners, and then they've got ongoing scholarships. This is tremendous stuff. Again, silent auction. It's all going to benefit the Public Education Foundation and the big ceremonies coming up on Friday. Friday for the Southern Nevada Sports Hall of Fame. Curry steps back, three-pointer, got it. You and
2: die, we are not alike.
1: The two stars have come to play. Steph Curry again. Oh, Steph Curry from way downtown. That guy, he's amazing. Tatum fires and connects. Round drive, splits it up off the glass, it goes in. Steph Curry dancing, prancing, and puts it in. And the Warriors up by three. Three-pointer. Bang! The Warriors currently quieted the crowd here in Boston. What a performance. Stick around. More of Cofield and Company is on the way. Now, uh, Cofield and Company's back. Willie Ramirez is the company. It's Cofield, as I've been saying all show long, and you'll hear it a bunch of times this week. This is one of my favorite weeks, Southern Nevada. Sports Hall of Fame week, induction ceremony on Friday. Some great Las Vegas people connected with Las Vegas going into the Hall of Fame, Willie, and you know, one of the early classes, this whole thing was started back in 97, but one of the early classes was 2001, a tremendous class. Let's get into it, Willie.
2: Yeah, one of the very first ones and is is a legend in this town um, from a Western high school, and then went and played up north, and went on to play with the Raiders, and he joins us now, Frank Hawkins. Frank, how you doing, my friend? If it getting any better, I gotta scream. How y'all doing? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I gotta get you fired up.
0: That's right. I'm ready to go. Put me in, coach.
2: We come from we come from an old school in this town where there aren't many of us left. I mean, you you you've been around for a long time. I got here in 1972, but for a lot of us that graduated in the 80s, I mean, you and your class from Western and the original ten. Uh, High schools, you know, you're all like big brothers to us, especially when you came back and first African-American on the the Las Vegas City Council. But I mean, when you let me let's start there, because this is what it's all about. Southern Nevada Sports Hall of Fame, people that laid the foundation, pioneers in this town. Talk about those original days, Frank, of, you know. Western High School, Friday Night Lights in Las Vegas. It was, it was I mean, hey, we weren't in Texas, California, Florida, but we had something special back then.
0: That's right. You like you say, nine or ten high schools. Everybody knew everybody. Uh, there was no seats in the bleachers, be it a football game, basketball game, track meet, uh, baseball game. It didn't matter. And the whole community, the community was involved in sports, be it wrestling, be it volleyball, it did not matter. That's how important sports were then, and I want to still believe it's just as important because there is a lot of talent coming out of Las Vegas, going all over this great country to play for some universities here. A lot of guys now in baseball, they're doing one and done, basketball one and done, football hadn't got there yet, but uh, the, the Hall of Fame, uh, for the local guys who've gone off and done well, the local guys who played at UNLV, some guys who weren't necessarily born and raised here but played here locally at the university and uh, have done well or are in the Hall of Fame. So it's going to be a great weekend. I'm proud to be in there with some of the greatest of all times, you know. And, and, you know, every year the R.J. used to come out with the greatest running backs, the greatest players, the greatest athletes, And uh, still important, Uh, if if you're on the list or not, you know, you still want to read it and see, you know, how it looks and how you rank. But uh, I'm honored, man, and I'm glad you guys uh, selected me to be one person that you wanted to talk to about history of sports here in Las Vegas, and I'm thankful.
2: And you know what? You were identified because Steve contacted me. He was like, hey, you know what? Let's get somebody on each day this week and start with Frank. And, you know, when you look at your 2001 class, that, I mean, if you look at all the classes, there were some impressive classes. You know, I mean, there was a baseball-themed one the year after you went in um, with with Greg and Mike Maddox and Roger Fairless. But, I mean, your class, the 1989-90 UNLV basketball team, Doc Romeo, Cliff Finley, Brad Rothermel and yourself. When you think back oh to those God. names, those are those are people that, in different avenues, shaped and helped mold what a lot of people are enjoying. They don't realize what, why Doc Romeo's influence or Cliff Finley's dollars, or why Rothermel's influence or that basketball. They don't know why they had the avenue or they laid the path for why the people today can cheer for the Raiders in Las Vegas or the Aces in the WNBA and the Golden Knights. Tell them why, that, Frank.
0: That is exactly right. And I'm going to tell you a story that I know because I lived it. So the first guy I just want to talk about a little bit, Doc Romeo. Doc Romeo was Las Vegas's doctor. If you had a kid and he got hurt or he needed to gain some weight or lose some weight or needed a doctor because – he just didn't have a doctor. Dr. Romeo was that guy. You know, we used to all tease and say, you know, he was—he—he he, he, his favorite was Gorman, but I'm going to tell you, he was the doctor for Las Vegas. Uh, from boxing, you name it, anything wrong, you went to see or you called Dr. Romeo. A class guy. Brad Rothamale. Oh, my goodness. That guy was just as famous as Tarkanian. He wasn't as good looking. <laughs> but he was just as famous, and he worked just as hard to build that university up. I can't – I don't even remember how many years he was the AD, but I think he left and came back. And I saw uh, Doc—I mean uh, Brad a few years ago, and I know he was still involved in UNLV athletics. So truly a legend. And Cliff Finley, man, the family, Cliff, they're, they're top of the class. They give back. They always have. If a kid needed to go to a camp or uh, didn't have tennis shoes or uh, was hungry, you could count on the the Finley family, always have. And then, you know, we talk about the Rebels. Even though I went to to the University of Nevada where we graduate our athletes, I'm still going to give some credit (laughs) to the Rebels from that year because great team, great players, uh, and all have done well and are good men in the community. But all of that has happened because of the elders. We talk about we are, when we remember 9 and 10 schools, but the people that built this town,
2: yeah, uh,
0: uh, the Landmark, um, what's my man's name, um, uh, owned the Landmark Hotel. Oh, my God, Wildcat Moors.
1: Okay, People oh, like Wildcat, yeah, Wildcat Moors, uh, uh,
0: another good friend that owned the um, – the Holiday Inn uh, Casino, but there's just so many. How do you, I mean, Mr. Wales from the Wales Foundation, uh, uh, the bankers um, from, uh, um, uh, dang it. Um, Hey, it's Wells Fargo now, but before Wells Fargo. Well, before, just, just
2: like you're saying, like before Nevada State Bank, it was called Pioneer Citizens Bank, and it was only in the state of Nevada. And right. It, it, that's the colors right. were brown and yellow. And There are so many, Frank, I mean, so many people, there are so many stories that people don't understand and take for granted. Like, for instance, AAU basketball, right? They don't understand right. that the start of that was the Ron Montoyas and the Jim Allens and the Larry McKays and the John Farrells with four teams every summer of the 70s, long before before Sonny Vaccaro got here with Nike. That's there, right. There were so brothers. many pioneers ah, out there.
0: That's so true. <laughs> Man, you make you give me you give me chill bumps just thinking back about, you know, because we live in the present and we're always going forward but we don't take the time to think about the history and I just got chill bumps when you're talking about those guys because I remember as a little kid and it's because of them, you know, single mom, working hard, three sisters, um If it wasn't for the Las Vegas community and so many good people, Michael Callahan, um, uh, um, what's the name that, uh, Mr. Gone, uh, with with his casino, they just reaching out and helping the community where they could have made, helped build and make this community what it is. And, And we see the big, pretty buildings, and we're bringing in 45, 50 million tourists a year. But but it's the work of those folks who went to work every day until they died. I didn't say retired. I said went to work every day until they died. Well, to build you, what we have right here in Las Vegas today, Well, Great the thing football is, team, basketball team, uh, we're growing. We're going to have a baseball team. It's going to be, won't be long before we have a basketball team. So it, we will be, when they talk about Las Vegas, they already talk about us as, you know, one of the top five cities in the world, but we will be, one of the top five sporting cities in the world, along with New York and Los Angeles and Chicago and Las Vegas.
2: Well, you talk about the the the, the people that sort of for the youth and the, and the and laid the foundation, but you were one of those people, Frank, because you retired from the NFL, you come back and. You get on the city council. You're the first African American. I remember when I was at the Las Vegas Sentinel Voice working for <laughs> Ed and uh, Betty Brown and Lee and, yep. and 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 Willis and Cookie. We and we were building yep. that, and we were covering you in Ward One. But you were out yep. doing the same thing that these people that you just got done talk about. Right. You came back to do the same thing because that's, that's what right. you saw. You saw right. leaders in the community. And yep. how can you think back to those days when you were an elected official in? the goals that you are still proud of?
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, so, again, I mentioned Governor Callahan. I think about Sig Rogage. I uh, think about the Boyd family. I th- I remember when I was running and I was saying, they were saying, well, you're coming back, you're in business, you already worked three in off seasons with the governor. Why do you want to run? I said, because I see these people that – need help. And I know all the people I know have all been involved in politics some kind of way. So I want to do my part. I want to give back. I want to help. But I learned that from watching all of my mentors and friends and people who poured into me. I wanted to give something back. And I still do. And it's because of them. You know, I don't brag about what I do, but I make, you know, contributions to nonprofits. I have my favorite charities. I speak and help wherever I can because Las Vegas I'm a part of and it's a part of me and I am where I am because so many great people have helped me and all I want to do is help give back and pour in others.
2: Speaking to Frank Hawkins, former Western High Star, former, well, sorry Frank, UNR Star, <laughs> former Raiders Star, former City Councilman, a pioneer of the uh, legal marijuana industry in Las Vegas, one of the first That's ones right. to, 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 to pioneer. And, and of course, a 2001 inductee into the Southern Nevada Sports Hall of Fame. Let's get on that because Friday is induction day. It's one of Steve's favorite days of the year. I and This is my first year being a part officially of the company, and I get to be out there Friday for the ceremony, and we're going to do our show from out there. Frank, talk about the Southern Nevada Sports Hall of Fame and its presence and why the community should be appreciative and go out to this, and, and there's a silent auction, and just the importance of it.
0: And and they, and they should come out because it's our people. It's our sons and daughters and nephews and cousins and friends that we know, the, the, the players that we've watched grow up here, that we've helped to groom and grow into to good people, good citizens, good business people, good employees. This community is the reason that that has happened, be it through our university system or through the goodwill and justice of those who could afford to give back. So I can, I can just tell you, I got inducted into the College Hall of Fame. When I got inducted into the Hall of Fame here in Southern Nevada, I got inducted into the University of Nevada Hall of Fame. <laughs> the, universe, the, the The induction here... I It was unlike any at the University of Nevada or at the Hall of Fame because it was right here in my own hometown where the people who, make, who made a decision because of what I had done, because of what they had helped me do, said, we appreciate you, Frank, and we want to reward you for what you have helped Las Vegas become. We are proud of you. And that's like your junior high and elementary teacher coming to watch you graduate from high school and college or get your master's or doctorate. Aspiring young man, growing a boy, growing into a young man, into a man and other men, and people say, we thank you, we appreciate you. There's nothing like that feeling. In Las Vegas, come out and support your own, because if you weren't here or you were here, they're ours. We, they help build a community. Let's come back. Let's support them. Let's say thank you.
2: Well, and one of the one. Of, let's talk about the members real quick. We're up against it, but just if you just uh, if you're familiar, I know you're familiar with one of them. But w- going in is Amy Purdy, who's a former Cimarron uh, an Olympic great. Uh, her story is tremendous. Glenn Gondrazik from the UNLV Run Rebels, uh, Demarco yep. Murray, Sean Davis, Ryan Ludwig, and former city councilman Larry Brown.
0: Well, I can tell you about three of those guys: Glenn Gonderzik, Gondo man. In the seventies, he was he was as much of a running rebel as a rebel was. Uh, of course, have gone on, done great things. Uh, huge. DeMarco Murray, a uh, uh, Las Vegas great. You know, when they talk about the list of all time running backs coming out of out of Las Vegas, we have had a ton. of, of great running backs come out of here. Some um, never made it to college or didn't finish. Uh, a lot of them never made it to the pros. DeMarco Murray, of course, made us all proud. Uh, he's back home uh, doing good things, uh, but just just another salt of the earth. And now, who was the last one? I'm sorry.
2: city Former city councilman and oh. county commissioner Larry Brown.
0: Larry Brown. See, I'm getting old, so my memory is not what it used to be. <laughs> but I'm going to tell a, qu- a quick story. Larry Brown was working for the baseball. That wasn't the A's, uh, double, triple A, double A back then, was it?
2: Nope, Padres.
0: Padres, okay. So we had a vacancy on the city council, and somebody mentioned Larry Brown's name. And I say, why do I know that name? And, the guy, and they said, well, he was a baseball player. Here he played pro baseball, blah, blah, blah. I said, I know Larry Brown. So we called Larry Brown, and we said, Larry, we think you would be fitting to be on the city council. Would you consider our offer? He said, no. He said, let me call you back tomorrow. Call back the next day and say, if you guys want me on the council and you put me on there, I'd be more than happy to do it. Uh Served his term, two terms on the city council, moved the Clark County commissioner, has done nothing but build and give back to this community. A great guy, a great father, a great friend, a great husband, salt of the earth, loves Las Vegas. Man, they, they couldn't have picked. Every year it just gets better, and I'm just glad to be a part of it.
2: Well, Frank, we're good we are glad to have you a part of this show uh and I appreciate you taking the time and let me tell you listeners when I texted Frank what this was about this morning he texted back so fast he was like I'm in. So, yeah. Frank, we appreciate <laughs> you. Awesome. We can't wait to have you on as we get closer to the season to talk some Raiders football. You know, I got nothing but old school Vegas love for you, my brother. So, That's we right. will talk to you soon and hey, uh, hey
0: I got one more thing. You uh, tell my buddy the brick I know, I know he's taking a coffee break, but you're telling me and him got a deal. Don't forget about it. I ain't forgetting about him.
1: Oh, <laughs> all right. You hey, we'll know
0: what I'm talking <laughs> <Okay>. about. <laughs> all right. Frank, we appreciate it. Thank you so much. Always. Thank you, now. Bye.
1: There he is. Local legend, Southern Nevada Sports Hall of Famer, Frank Hawkins, Super Bowl champion with the Raiders as well.
0: Cofield and Company presents
2: hey, Hello. up.
0: Grab bag. Don't touch it. Don't even look at it. Only on ESPN Las Vegas.
1: That was good, Willie. High energy. And Frank matched it.
2: That was good. That was style. good.
1: Well, I know you love you love local Las Vegas. <laughs> I love it. Um, I know you and I, I think, both did um, a lady's podcast today, right? So She does video podcasts. Yeah. And I, I found myself just, like, going on and on and on and on about Vegas and... You know, why I came here, how cool it is, what's coming. Like, we're all very super pro Las Vegas people on this show. So Southern Nevada Sports Hall of Famer Frank Hawkins was just on. And, you know, it's funny. He mentioned all the good running backs who've come out of Southern Nevada. So DeMarco Murray's in this class. And DeMarco was, you know, a great player at Oklahoma. And then almost 1,900 yards in one season with the Cowboys. You know, I also forgot – that Gerald Riggs, yep. and he's in the Hall of Fame, played Bonanza. at Bonanza. Yep. He had he had a three year stretch in the NFL where his total yards between uh, receiving and rushing. You remember, you know, a lot most most running backs like Marshall Faulk kind of blew that whole thing up, and so did LT. Like a lot of running backs weren't dual threat guys, where they'd be the pass catcher and the uh, the bulldozer. Yeah, he had three years where he he had fifty seven, almost fifty eight hundred yards combined, receiving and rushing. You're talking nineteen hundred yards a year.
2: Yeah, he was with the Falcons, right? Yeah, yeah,
1: yep.
2: And if I'm not mistaken, because I want to say Riggs was around the same time that I graduated. Um, that I think he played with our good friend Mike Pritchard.
1: Riggs was.
2: We here to graduate from Bonanza. Uh, my guess would be 87, 88
1: No. Earlier, he was drafted in 1982. Oh, yeah, then, he's older. No, no, he was older. Yeah, so you're talking 78, 79, 77, okay, somewhere yeah, in there. Yeah, yeah. So he's in the Southern Nevada Sports Hall of Fame. Yeah, um, I, I, Frank, went to, um, I
2: went to sc- I went to high, I graduated high school with Nick Bell. Nick Bell graduated from Clark, went to Iowa. He played
1: with the Raiders. Yep, and Nick Bell is what? What an amazing specimen! Because mm-hmm. I swear to God, he was like six <laughs> five.
2: Was a big he was like the
1: most upright runner, but he was yeah. so gigantic. Yeah. He was like a big Steven Jackson. And Steven oh, yeah. Jackson was gigantic. Frank rushed for, at Reno, he rushed for 5,333 yards. So, you know, technically he's like top 12 all time on the NCAA rushing list. The This includes bowl games, this list. But the top guys are Ron Dane, Ricky Williams, Tony Dorsett. Fourth is another Las Vegas guy. Donnell Pumphrey, oh, who was at okay. San Diego State Daniel for, Springs. I think, 10 years. It seemed like it seemed like he was there forever. Oh, but but, the but way, I'm telling you, folks, like yeah. we just talked about the early classes. Watch what the classes look like in terms of recognizable names. I know a lot of, you know, maybe people don't know about some of the older guys. It's going to be so star-studded in the future.
2: And by the way, you saw the fun banter we had, him saying about it, me saying you and our, and laughing about it. Yeah. Take it easy, people. See, yeah. how, see it's, how easy it's it is? It's a
1: freaking, it's it's a bit... Calm down, but, man, Reno people get so freaking worked up over it. Relax.